Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. It's this time of year, the last few Sundays and today, we know for Catholics in our liturgical readings, we focus on what's called apocalyptic literature, I mean apocalyptic in terms of looking at future writings. It's type of a literature that can be hard to understand. And we see that from the book of Daniel today. For us as Christians, in understanding this type of literature, the word apocalyptic from the Greek means an unraveling, uh, revealing, an unveiling, rather, of what is happening. And usually, this type of literature is addressed to people who are suffering greatly. There is some oppression, persecution, loss of life that are caused a lot of suffering from people. And it's a reminder, in a very symbolic way, that God, in the end, will establish his kingdom. God will win out, and the people will be saved of those who are faithful. We don't hear from the book of Daniel very much, only last Sunday and this Sunday, and that time, and we won't hear from Daniel again on Sunday's liturgy until three years from now. So these are the only two particular Sundays of this book, written by a prophet that we would call Daniel, but it has a lot of apocalyptic type of literature. It's a time in around 175 B.C. when there's a Syrian king who has a big empire, but he wants to make a rule that everyone in the empire will only have one religion and one culture. And in the religion, he wants to make himself like a god. The Jews are upset about it because he also chooses the Greek culture. And the Jews say, no, we have our own religion, our own customs. We're going to stick with our one true God. And they resist. And the king becomes very angry. And he goes into their temple and ransacks the place. On the altar, he places the statue of Zeus and tells the Jews, this is the God now that you need to worship. And to add injury to insult, he takes a pig. And he slaughters the pig on the altar of the Jews. Needless to say, they're upset, but many refuse, and they are killed for resisting the desire of the king. The people are suffering greatly. You know, it can seem like the end of the world for them because they are giving up their lives, and yet Daniel uses this liturgy that we, this type of literature that we see for the first time, the word resurrection or rising. He talks about those who have died will rise again with the stars and see the stars. And that's where Christians would say, wow, this is the roots of beginning of what is called resurrection. Daniel uses a term called the Son of Man. The Jews would interpret that as someone most holy, most high, who would be this figure who would come and save all the people from this persecution. Christians look at the book of Daniel and say, Son of Man, means Jesus. And Jesus, in fact, has words put into his mouth in the Gospels that he is the Son of Man. That means someone who has authority to forgive sins on earth and to be able to guide God's people. Notice Daniel ends with the words, his kingdom, his dominion, this kingship will never end. It has no ending and it is permanent. The most lasting things on earth is the kingdom of God. 
we share in the kingdom of God by our very baptism. When we were baptized, we shared in three things. Jesus' priesthood, also being a prophet, but also we share in his kingship. And by our baptism, we're asked to build the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is God's mindset, God's commands, God's ways, God's desires of how he wants humanity to live fully the life in loving him and loving our neighbors. And Christians, this is not an option. This isn't something we do when we have time or we use the word volunteer. Oh, I'd love to give that or to say, I'm going to opt out of that. Our baptism calls it, it's what a Christian does. It's our duty. It's our calling. It's our fulfillment and loving God and in our neighbor. So when people are asked to give, in giving and praying and serving to their community, to the church at large, sometimes we can use reasons that we see brokenness in church. We see scandal. We see things that disappoint us. People making mistakes, and whether we like a leader or not, those can be things of saying, whether I'm going to give or serve or pray with that community. This past year, we heard from the Gospel of Mark, and as your pastor, I have found great comfort in Mark's Gospel, because it's the one Gospel that tells all the flaws of the disciples. They didn't get it. They made mistakes. They were wrong about things. They fought amongst themselves. They misinterpreted what Jesus did. And we see in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus just being frustrated with the disciples. Can't you guys get this right? And I want to let you know that as your leader, I found great comfort that I too mess up, that I too don't always get it, like, just like the disciples. But what happens is the grace of Jesus, who says, I will be with you always... Always I'll be with you. He is with us. And imagine, this gospel preached today right now has been preached for 2,000 years. What else lasts for 2,000 years? Not everything. And the only reason we're here today to hear the gospel of Jesus is because people, blessed by God's grace, keep this going. Your leaders aren't perfect. And so when people say, I like to give because I like the leader, I like the bishop, I like the pastor, I like the lay leaders in that community, I like things, so those are the reasons why I give. And if I don't like them, or if I see brokenness and all, then I won't give. But I hope you too found uh, comfort in Mark's gospel, because you too don't forget it, you don't get it a lot of times either. You make just as many mistakes as the disciples. You fall short. You're just as stubborn as the disciples, just as I am. But it's by the grace of God that this work, the kingdom work, is done. And sometimes we may not get it. There was a gentleman that was part of our parish for many years. And whenever we started building, this building is going to be 20 years old next year, just this sanctuary. And the other buildings we've built... He didn't ever want to give, and he used to send me emails and long letters of why he didn't want to give personally. That money should go to the poor. I don't think we should be doing this at all, and so it's not worth it. And he had ideas about building. And, you know, we talked about it, but he was a very good person in doing many ministries. So I want to let you know, probably one of the first people when we built this building 
He showed up for Mass. And he showed up just about every Sunday, and he prayed in this building that he didn't pray, pay for. And he was involved in many ministries who met in our buildings at St. Patrick's that he never paid for. And we buried him a number of years ago in this very building. And you know, even though he didn't get that part, he still served in the way that he thought he could. And you know, he might be right with God. God might be telling him, it's a good thing you didn't give to the building fund. I don't know. huh? That's up to, that's up to God. But you know, he still saw the need to serve. And he didn't allow that to say, I, I don't like what you're doing, I don't agree. He still kept serving. And so today, we're going to ask you to think about your commitment to the church, to the parish there, and not let brokenness get in the way. Now, should you always be careful in giving because not every parish, not every diocese, not every institution of the Catholic Church spends your money wisely, justly, or ethically? We have to be honest. But all I can ask is, what fruits do you see at St. Patrick's? I don't have to defend what we do here. Either you see the fruits or you don't. I don't know. That's up to you. But we'll keep doing what we're doing, the mission of the church. But yet, I want you to know what happens just in one building of many buildings we have. That people come to here and they are comforted at funerals. There are some of the most happiest people at weddings. When they come to a wedding, there's great joy. I don't know because there's cake and drinks afterwards. I don't know. Maybe it's at Mass, huh? That something happens to them at Mass. You know, people come to church for many reasons, for baptisms huh? and for comfort. Some people sit in the pews who are really hurting, and they cry, and we don't know why. Some cry because they're moved by the Mass. They're reconnected with God. Some people cry in the pews because the homily keeps going on and on and the priest won't be quiet. Huh? You know, people cry and joy rejoice for different reasons. This building, for 20 years, can say many things about the fruits. And whether you see fruits or not, it's up to you. But remember, you share in something permanent. Christ's kingship. And that's our duty in serving and giving and praying. At this time, Fernando Gomez, our stewardship person here, a coordinator of stewardship at the parish, will come and we will have a parishioner give a witness talk about why they give and the importance of giving to serve the Lord's community. Thank you, Father. Good morning, St. Patrick. Good morning. Buenos dias, St. Patrick. That's a little better. Hey, thank you and welcome. Welcome to St. Patrick. Uh, my name is Fernando Gomez, and I am the coordinator for stewardship here at St. Patrick. Uh, amongst the many things that I get to, uh, to do here at St. Patrick, uh, the one thing that I enjoy the most is an opportunity to develop relationships, to learn your story, to talk to you, to meet your families, to worship with you, to be part of this community has been so welcoming. Um, and as we walk together, you know, through our giving, our praying, our serving, you know, I always have always found that this community is always very, very aware of our Christian discipleship, of our role as a community that gives together, that prays together, that serves together at every opportunity. One of our councils, the stewardship members um, reminded me and keeps reminding me every time that he gets an opportunity, and I agree with him. 
Stewardship is rooted in prayer. That's where it all starts. You know, it's fueled, it's encouraged through generosity and gifts, but it's really rooted in that prayerful opportunity to just be a part of a community. And when we give and when we pray together, for some reason or another, we're encouraged to serve the community outside of us. And then now we're living that GPS, you know, that, that GPS allows us to, to kind of live a better life. As he calls us, he reminds us that we are responsible to take action with him in the missionary work that needs to be done here on earth to build his kingdom. Today, I've asked Mr. Dean Hoffman to share with us how this lifestyle has transformed his life. And I hope that his journey and his testimony encourages you and inspires you to commit or recommit to the new year of stewardship here at St. Patrick as we rise into 2022. Mr. Dean Hoffman. Hi, good morning. As, uh, as Fernando said, I'm Dean Hoffman. I've been a uh, parishioner here at St. Patrick's for uh, over 20 years. I've, uh, I've known Father Eric actually for over 30 when we were both younger. Um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm currently the, the chairperson of the finance committee here at the parish. I've served on the stewardship um, committee. Um, I have a 24-year-old daughter named Haley. Uh, she lives in Dallas, a graduate of Baylor University, uh, a contributing member of society, and off my payroll. So uh, life, life is pretty good right now. So you're probably saying, why, why am I here? And believe me, I'm doing the same thing. Um, but it's, it's Commitment Sunday. And so I was asked to come here and, and talk about me, my life, what St. Patrick's means. And frankly, this, it comes down to, this is my home, okay? I, I come here for um, spiritual nourishment. I, I come here for guidance. I come for hospitality, friendship. I come for donuts. I mean, it's, it's all part of what we do here. And it was instilled in me and my brother many years ago by my parents that everything we have has been given to us. It's all a gift. And so my parents were very adamant um, about the fact that it's all given to you, so you've got to give it back. So to, to help those who, who may not have everything you've got, to help those organizations who are out there making a difference in the community, in, the, in this world. And so that, I, I learned that at a very young age. It stuck with me. I've, I've instilled that same thing in my daughter. Um, and and it's, it's very important. And, and St. Patrick's is one of the organizations that just does, in my opinion, a great job in this community um, and in this, and, 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 for, for all of us and helping us all move forward, helping, helping people who, who might need a little bit, helping all of us um, in, in our nurturing, in our, in our growth, in our, in our relationship with God. Now the mantra here, as I'm sure you all know, is, is GPS. That's, that's how we contribute, giving, praying, serving. Um, all equally important in how we contribute back to St. Patrick's. So I'll just talk a little briefly about each of those pieces and, and how, you know, the, the, the goal of this is to inspire you perhaps uh, to contribute uh, to what we're doing going forward in, into, the, into the next year. Now, now giving, you know, the, the first part um, is, you know, I'll, I'll, be on, I'll be honest with you, it's, it's cash. Um, it's, it's what 
we need to, to run an organization like this. Um, we are very blessed here. You know, as I said, I'm, I'm chairman of the Finance Committee. We're very blessed here. We've got incredibly generous parishioners. And, and I will tell you during the, the last year and a half of, of COVID craziness that our contributions, while people couldn't come here physically, our contributions stayed steady. So that says a lot to all of you, to all of us, that we felt this place was important enough that we needed to con continue contributing financially so that the mission of the church could continue. Now, I, I've also got to uh, give some credit to the parish staff during this, this whole time as well um, for, for being good um, stewards of the resources we give them. Um, they, they implemented, for example, a, a COVID budget where, where they, they, they cut back, they, they made sure that the, the required necessary services were going on um, because no one knew how long this was going to go on, right? And, and the idea was that we could make it through that period and that there would be resources so that we could, when, when it was over, and it looks like we're getting there, that we can continue and we can move on and we can serve our parishioners and serve our community well, as we have always done. Um, so done, done a great job there. And, you know, and, what the, and what the cash does, I mean, we have, we have beautiful facilities here, right? Beautiful, beautiful buildings that we can come, we can worship God, we can do all the activities here. And, and we have all these wonderful programs for, for every, every person could be involved, our, our, our kids, our teenagers, our young adults, all the way to our seniors. There are so many things that, that people can participate in and be an active member in this community. The second part is praying. Um, you know, we can all take a few minutes, honestly, and, and, and take a few minutes and, and pray to God, you know, and talk and say, hey, you know, thank you for what I've got. And take a moment to say, you know, maybe pray for some of those who, who are going through some tough times. Um, financially, health-wise, thinking of other people, but, but taking a few minutes, you know, to talk with God every once in a while. That's, that's an incredibly important part of what we do here and how we contribute to this, to this parish, to the community as a whole. And then the last piece is serving. Um, the, we, we, we do a lot here, you know, with over 100 ministries here, uh, you know, running from we, we, we educate, we, we feed the hungry, we build homes, we take communion to people who can't get out. Very important services. And to do that, it takes hundreds and hundreds of people to carry on the mission that we have here. That's what we do. That's why, that's why we're here. And so what I'm asking you to do today, um, if you haven't received yet, you will soon be receiving a commitment card. And, and the commitment is, is really simple. You know, it's, it's asking you to commit to what you want to do, how you want to contribute back to St. Patrick's next year. And as I said earlier, giving, praying, serving, all equal, all very important. And so if, when you get the card, if you think about it, pray about it, you know, consider what I've said here this morning, or don't, uh, you know, what, whatever seems to work for you, but, but consider a gift. And, and if you can improve, if you can increase what you've done in the past year to, to, for next year, increase that, that's great. And if, if you can't do all the, all the pieces, if you can't give, pray, and serve, do what you can. Much appreciated. And that way we can take this parish, which is, which is a great parish. I said, it's, it's my home. I'm a little passionate about it. We take this parish and we move it forward and we take where we are and we continue the good work that this parish does and the good mission of serving our parishioners and serving our community. Thanks.
Well, like Dean said, um, you have or probably should receive you know, our commitment card. Um, a few other things on that, I think he touched on all aspects. Make sure that everything is kind of printed clearly. Um, if there will be an increase, our suggestions for this year is anywhere between one and 5% of last year's commitment to the parish. Um, the one thing that I would ask you is to make sure that you sign that pledge card. That is the only way that legally we can make that adjustment on our records internally. Uh, and um, uh, the last thing, so our stewardship council members are going to be outside greeting you. Uh, please stop by to meet them, to get to know them. We'll have some more information about GPS and our commitment weekend. Uh, we'll be there to kind of answer any questions. Everything is on our website as well. Um, lastly, but surely, uh, we really are looking forward to see how you set your GPS in the next year, because our commitment to this parish and our theme for this year is that we rise together, we commit together, we give, we pray, and we serve together as a community. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission, 